0: Hey guys, it's Mike here, and before we begin this episode, I just wanted to apologize for some of the audio issues that you all may be hearing throughout this review. Due to the technical restraints and where we were recording at the time, we couldn't use our regular mics for this episode. So Brian and I ended up recording our review of IT Chapter 2 on the quote-unquote HD recorder on my phone, which we typically do use for our car reviews following some of the films we have seen in the theaters, but for some reason during this recording there was some crackling and various noises throughout the audio in the background. So I did my best to try and clean it up, but some of the sections I couldn't really clean quite right or as much to my liking. So with that being said, I really want to thank you all for your understanding of those weird audio sounds, and hopefully they're not too distracting and you enjoy the review. So with that being said, please stay tuned for more episodes, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike. and joining me as always. Hey guys, Brian. And this is now our, I guess, official first impression or review of IT Chapter 2. So it is the next day. It is the 7th, right? So we had seen a late showing in Philadelphia, and Brian, what were your first impressions of this movie? Because I have a lot of opinions, mostly good ones, which I guess I'll tease that right away, because I really did enjoy this movie yeah having coming out of it and like the you know less than 12 hours later i really did like it and it feels like a completely different movie in the fact that like way more intense but i just i feel like it's just like a, a pulled a 180 on us in terms of just like this the style feels consistent but like the violence the story the actors like everything that i think we had to complain about uh last like two years ago like last movie our it kind of fixed it. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I feel like this is definitely... I said this when we left, that this is definitely the movie that Mushetti wanted to make last time. And I think it's very clear because I think... Because I remember reading articles and interviews with him saying how chapter one, he was taking it more from a book perspective, which is why I went in with such a purist pers- like mindset. And then that's why I was so disappointed because I really didn't think many of the elements that made the book so good and that could have continued over into the into the film weren't there. So I think that's why I was so disappointed. But so many elements of the book, both like uh events in the book, but also I felt like more of the themes that were so absent in the first film were super prevalent in this film or at least they were explored more. Well like I said like the Lucky Seven, I said I was going into it with that like expectation that they would enter like have it. And it did, yeah. For the most part, I think it was. It was definitely more explored than the last one, which really did nothing at all with that. But I think I think that this film is. I've been telling because my friends have been asking me like, like the, being the movie buff of the group, and they know that I'm really a big fan of it and Stephen King. Like, what what did I think of it? And I said, well, without like giving re- like spoilers, this film is definitely a lot more surreal and cerebral. I think. In the in the last movie and there's just more depth to the narrative and like what you're seeing on screen so but yeah let's just get into it i guess what what is your first impression of the movie i guess like or, or general thoughts i mean I know you said you liked it I guess we could just start with um mm. i mean I guess there's like let's just start from the beginning so actually let's let's go more to the fact of like the things that were more so this this film definitely takes a lot of heavy influence from the book and i guess i kind of want to start with my quote-unquote negatives because i have way more positives than i do negatives i think one of the things that i can really think that i was thinking throughout the whole movie was the pacing was a little off expect like in that it was too quick especially in the first act but it was because machete was playing catch-up and the movie is already two two hours and 45 minutes he essentially like, wasted a, his first film like not really covering any stuff so like yeah essentially i felt like the first act was just him like kind of re going back and then saying, well, okay, let me just get this out of the way. Well, begs the question. Do you need to see the first film to understand this movie? Because I thought there was enough inserts and flashbacks that you don't really need this. Any Well, there's no setup in the first movie outside of like who the kid characters are. But I don't even think saying that the first movie is like, oh, it's set up for everything. It's like, okay, well, there's Pennywise and there's seven people because the kids, you can't even say like the kids setup is set up for the adults because they're, I don't want to say completely different characters. Actually, they are pretty much completely different characters. Mike actually has something to do. Bill isn't really... like He's the leader, but not really. Like Mike is more of the the leader of the group now. He's like... Which I thought was interesting. I mean, I did appreciate that Mike had actually something to do now. I guess Stan has something to do, but we'll get into that later. But I just definitely felt like the pacing the first act was really quick and kind of jarring. I definitely really liked how... Like some of it worked. Like I thought that the handling of the calls was really good for that. Like it was just like really rapid, rapid succession. It we didn't linger on it too long. Like we didn't need any extended scenes of them being scared. Like we had, we got that through. And then we go straight to the the Jade of the Orient at the Chinese restaurant. And that was, I was like, oh, that we're already here. I wish they at least kind of said that they were in dairy because that was the only reason I knew they were in dairy is because of the Orient Express or Orient Express, the, the Jade of the Orient, so I don't know, I just thought the, be, the pacing was a little weird. There's also, and I guess that we can continue this long into the positives, but Muschietti is definitely a lot more restrained, and it makes the film a lot better because of that, Uh, but there definitely were some of those, Muschietti's got a weird sense of humor, and I think those nuggets do come out and, like, they were present in the last film, but I think to such an extreme that it did bother me, where here, they were so far and in between. I thought the humor worked a lot more in this movie, but I think that's just because of Bill uh, Hader. But one of the things that really, like, stood out to me was, you know, when Eddie's confronting his fear as an adult and the leopard just, like, vomits on him. And and it's, like, a weird, like, th- like three-second cut with, like, a music cue and it's, like, very clearly played for laughs. But it, I don't know. I just thought, like, that kind of stuff was really weird, but it was—he definitely was way more restrained and, and he relied more on the horror of the moment and not jump scares. I, I think. think also that the delivery is so much better in this because you have actors who can actually do the delivery. You get actual comedians and accomplished actors who's not just like Finn Wolfhard who can't really deliver it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean especially with Finn Wolfhard, I thought only half of his jokes really work, especially when they were kids. Because I'm like, I don't know, some of the jokes I just didn't think really worked. But as as adults, I thought it was better. Because, you know, that's how I was reading comments saying that, like, oh, this is how the losers deal with their trauma is humor, which I can kind of understand. But I don't know. I thought Eddie's humor mostly didn't really work. But I thought... In the way in the first one or second one in the second one. I really with the adult. I thought he was funny. I I liked him. No, I thought it was funny, but I thought there was a lot of like kind of weird moments, like getting, getting stabbed in the cheek by Bowers, like oh yeah yeah. I mean I mean Harry Bowers in my room or like he just like he just like slowly sinks like slinks behind the shower curtain or like everything down below or like when he's calling a kid an asshole because a balloon like hits him in the face like that was like kind of weird. But I mean again, it's like half and half with with uh with um. With with the adult character of Eddie. But I thought Bill Hader, like it all worked pretty well and succinctly, because he because Bill Hader is a comedian and he knows how to like ham up a joke versus when not to ham up a joke. Yeah. So like he knows when to be dry and he knows when to be like into it. But yeah, but my main concern was or not concern, I guess the main thing I have to say that because cause there wasn't a lot of this what that really bugged me. I just thought the pacing was a little too quick, but I also recognize that this is Mouchetti trying to play catch up because there was absolutely nothing set up in the last movie. Yeah, that was a good point. Um, I do think my prediction was right, especially with setup about like the smoke hole. Um, like I was, I was right. Where it was, like you had, they had to just set it up as the adults. You couldn't just like retcon that, and even then, it wasn't really a smoke hole, but it kind of was. I guess I still am kind of like on the fence because I'm going into this. I was like, I think the flashbacks of kid, the kids are gonna be like kind of really stupid because. I mean, I went with it in this movie because I was like, okay, whatever. Because I guess I can see chapter two as being a standalone, just like the last film, because I feel like they're so dis like they're so different and they and they're both tackling different subject matter or it's like the same subject matter, but you can very it's very clear that the that the messages that Muschete is trying to tell is way more evident in chapter two than chapter one. And I, I always I feel like chapter one is like this is the movie i need to make to make the movie that i actually want to make but it's there's an issue with that when they're like part of the same universe and chapter 1 didn't set anything up in the second one and i and i i still kind of think it's kind of bullshit that they're like oh you just forgot so here's the flashback scenes um yeah it was a little jarring like oh the clubhouse and i was like you didn't mention this at all in the first yeah and, and it's like not even like a, not even like a side thing and then we're just supposed to believe that Ben just built the whole thing by himself which I was just yeah I was like oh now you're just f- f- shoehorning the fact that it'll be an architect or like with Bill being a writer they never did any of well, it's, that it's weird well, with the clubhouse it's supposed to be just like a hole in the ground but this actually looks like a legitimate like thing, thing that that, that you can't just like oh I picked at it here and there I'm like no 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 no, no. That's, that's just really that no you're asking too much for me and then oh yeah bill was not set up to be a writer at all i just i think that's again and i think a big thing is i can't tell as an avid as one of the as an avid fan of it in the book and the original miniseries and and the last film but more more the book i don't know like how someone who didn't read the book and understand the complex ideas of the book could go into this like i was trying to ask your like your girlfriend oh like as someone who has not read the book, like, what did you think? And she seemed to like it, but I don't think... She wasn't really answering my questions about, like, the ritual of Chud, the smoke hole, the clubhouse, like, their relationship. So I'm not saying, like, the book is absolutely necessary to understand it. It's kind of like, I feel like... Well, no, never mind. I was going to say it's kind of like reading the Space Odyssey book. Like, you can watch the film, but but that's something completely different because one's more abstract and one, like, tells you. But I just think these ideas... And these, these ideas are so complex and I don't want to say nuance, it's just really odd. And the book it does provide some sort of explanation where here that is like, oh, the ritual of Chud, this is how we're going to defeat it. And they just kind of like name drop it, but they and they insinuate like what it is with like the flashbacks with with the Native Americans of Derry, which I thought was pretty well done yeah i like i like what they i like how they just kind of made it into a box so like that like something just tangible well that's a thing and and we'll get to the ritual of chud in a second because mm-hmm. i thought that that was awesome but it's also i also like like i said this movie is more cerebral and surreal in its nature but but i just think the ritual of chud was excellently handled because it's like you read and you're like how do you film this Like it's it's near impossible to film something as abstract as how Stephen King wrote it. So like props to Muschetti for figuring out handling it, like handling it the way he did and also figuring out like a creative way to do this. But are there any other I don't wanna say negatives, but so we talked about the pacing and kind of the there wasn't really much retconning, which I thought there was. They just were more like you you forgot which i was like okay, that's kind of bullshit but i still gave the movie that caveat like okay whatever um i thought the de-aging of the kids like just nitpicking i thought the de-aging of the kids was kind of jarring at first not jarring but yeah it was very apparent it was mainly the voices you're like oh these voices are definitely altered that was mainly me it was like, no it, yeah it was not so much the their faces you could totally tell for eddie and ben because the kid who played ben like is growing into his body yeah and he's definitely like he's and they, slimming yeah and he's well he's yeah like he's losing that baby well he's still got baby fat but like he's still losing it than what he was when he was like a 10 year old kid but yeah and they it, it, it was just like it seemed like they like smoothed his face and they and i guess it, it, it doesn't help that i follow him on social media so i know what he sounds like yeah and and the voice it was it seemed like it was a hybrid between like the actual like on set voice and them doing that's definitely voiceover stuff which which it's weird but it doesn't take me out of the movie it's just just like kind of like oh probably did like adr and then just put like a filter on it or something no i think it's exactly what they did but i also when i saw the kids i i i thought it was gonna really bother me but it didn't um so I guess we can get into, like, each character. I thought the adult casting was, was awesome in every way, and I think they really elevate the movie. I think it's what the last film was missing out on, and, it's not, be, and that, it's not saying that the kids the last movie weren't good or they couldn't, you know, perform those dramatic scenes, but I just think having those experienced actors in these situations, and and it's just, they're more nuanced than the kids. And rightly so, they've been doing this for a lot longer. And that's what I was more excited for with Chapter Two was having the adults actually do more in terms of you know like like plot, but also just like acting as well. So, what did you think of the adults in the movie? No, I mean, I think we already just touched on this. I thought they were all spot on, and that I think I think they well, I think the dynamic is much more maybe because you're working with more accomplished actors. They're able to like portray that like connection better. Also, I think the writing changed to like reflect that idea of the Lucky Seven and like how connected they are and stuff. Even like when it came to Stan and stuff. Which I didn't necessarily like, but with Stan. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. But I one of the things I did like about well, obviously I really liked the ritual of Chud and and kind of like, oh, how do we defeat Pennywise? It goes more into there's more like I said in the beginning, there's more depth to this whole story. Because in the first chapter, it was, oh, Pennywise is just some monster that we have to defeat, and he's, like, torturing us. Or he's, well, and then like... it just turns into, like, a fistfight. Yeah, yeah, it literally... It really, really well, because we were re- re-watching the film, like, right before we saw it, like, chapter one. And we after that fight we literally just turned to each other like this is so stupid and I, and like my opinion of the ending of chapter one has not changed. I think it's incredibly shallow and well, it's non fulfilling. Well, I think and I think that goes to the audience that these two films were made for. I think the first one is made for that Stranger Things, uh, like audience, the wave and. And, it, and the movie reflects that, but now, that's what I said in the beginning, this is, like, a total, like, not tonal shift, but, like, it's just way more unrestrained in the fact of, like, the horror that it pushes. And it's just, like, this is not made for that crowd. And this is, and that's, at so, all. I heard that going to this movie, like, mixed reviews. Like, I think currently it's, it sits at, like, a 66% around tomatoes, yeah. which is, like whatever like this isn't the first time that i've said like rotten tomato like that's not the end all be all review it just kind of gives me a good consensus of how like people are responding to the movie but and that gave me such high hopes going into the movie i know that sounds kind of weird because going in i was like okay this is not a mainstream movie which means there are there's stuff in the movie that mainstream audiences either won't get or don't like which is good news for me because that means some of the, the more abstract stuff of the movie is going to be in the. Actually, I just think it's, it's more in brutal, movie. infinitely more brutal. So, well, let's let's talk about the violence of the movie because I thought this movie was, like I said, R- Machete is a lot more restrained, and like, but although there's like there's few moments where he's like throwing in his own, I don't know, weird humor, and and I don't think his hu- his weird humor doesn't necessarily work for me, but I but I'm glad that there's so much less of it in this movie, and he just focuses on the subtlety of scenes and lets the horror actually build so if i i thought that the adrian melon scene was really like so and this kind of goes in with the plot there's a lot of things omitted from the story which need like there's no purpose for it in this film so like the aldra and the tom sidelines like that's completely omitted i think it's works for the benefit of the of the of the narrative end of the movie especially for you don't need more shit on top of this in this movie yeah no I'm glad they got rid of those two characters so even in the book I didn't really like them at all so I mean it adds more like I think that the interaction between Tom and and Audra in the book is a pretty horrifying element and because Stephen King writes really like so the scene is like Tom is trying to go to Derry to kill Beverly and then Audra is, is trying to pursue Bill and they end up in the same motel, and Pennywise comes to Tom and influences, because he's evil and bad, to kidnap Audra and bring Audra to him. And, like, the scene description is, like, so horrifying, because, like, at one point, like, he appears in, like, the bathroom, and, like, the the deadlights are coming out, and then, like, the TV turns on, and then Pennywise is on the TV with, like, the static, and she just... It's, like, a pretty horrifying scene. And then, like, the door shuts, and she can, like, hear him, like, walking around in the room like just moments before. And like that scene is really tense and horrifying in the book but it has no purpose here. And that's what the book has a lot of like one-off segments where it just adds horror but ultimately doesn't contribute anything to the overall plot. So like Eddie uh, Corian or whatever his name is in the book, it's a kid that goes missing and he just gets killed by it uh, transforming into the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like it's a really interesting setup. And it's a, because it showcases like the, the months and and weeks and years like following his disappearance and his father gets gets blamed for it and then like his, and then gets convicted or something and then eventually his father kills himself and that's like twenty pages and then the next chapter is like Eddie died that night or something like and then you see like how how it captured him and like that's all great but it has no purpose in a film like this so I'm glad that the things that were omitted were. Because it helps streamline the narrative even more. We don't need all that bullshit. I also really like the idea of the totems that each character needs. Because in the beginning, I was like, okay, this movie is moving really quick. But I know from the trailers that we need each, from the behind the scenes and the trailers, that we need the characters to be alone. And they need to experience Pennywise by themselves. I I thought that was a great idea. So, yeah, going with, okay, you each need your own totem. Then they even address, like, well, why the fuck aren't we going, like, together? And they're like, we can't because you need to experience this like to your you need your own like mini vision quest. And I thought almost every interaction with Pennywise was really well done. I thought I thought the uh obviously Beverly I thought was the 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 best one because um that sequence I so I remember saying this directly to I think it was in the last episode like that that setup with Mrs. Kirsch was awesome. And I was like, okay, I'm really concerned about how the CGI is going to look. And I honestly really like the creature design. Like, it was just, like, uncanny enough. But I, it was definitely a good mixture of of practical with, I think, Javier Botet. He was – he's he's another um, – he's, like, in the in the category of, like, Doug Jones and Andy Circus with body performance. But he mostly works with Del Toro in horror films. So – and he's, like – I forget – what the disease he has but it, it makes him extremely thin and extremely long limbs and tall and and i remember and i was oh he played the leper so he was yeah. like the body actor for the leper so i'm pretty sure that that mrs kirsch monster was a, obviously a good mix of cgi and practical and i thought it looked pretty good outside of maybe like the mouths on the neck that was kind of weird but for the most part i'd say like 95 percent of that looked really good and then we get bill skarsgård as pennywise without any makeup yeah. and that i thought was really good I and him just was- like putting it on and like all I- oh, like run beverly like it's going great I- to see you like that was, was awesome i thought it was cool i thought it was just like hey let's see him without the makeup like it was a cool little scene i liked it i'm like oh nice and uh richie being attacked so one thing that they did change is richie being gay and that didn't bother me at all i don't know why i mean i don't know why i mean if you're a book purist i guess you're like well why the change but it doesn't really matter. I think it it kind of works in the in the film. It doesn't. It doesn't. I I was thinking like why I was afraid about quote unquote ready was that it was going to be two characters who were defined by their relationship of being like homosexual, especially when it wasn't there. But no, this character just happens to be gay, and it actually ties into his fear because Richie never really had a fear in the last movie, I feel like most of the kids had defined fears, yeah, they... whether that be, like, sexual repression from being abused, uh, the Munchausen syndrome by, from Eddie, the Survivor's Guild by Bill. Um, Richie and Ben never really had any fears, and I feel like that's way more explored in this film than it was the last. Well, yeah, it was a little weird that he's like, oh, I'm just afraid of clowns in the first one. You're like, okay, that's that's not it, but whatever. But I did, like, I mean, I was it Did he get attacked by Paul Bunyan as an adult or a kid in the book? As a kid, he was. He like fell asleep in in the park, and then Paul Bunyan attacked. him. I remember that. With that, that sounded really stupid in the book, and it was. It did look It was pretty dumb in the movie, but like I still went with it. Oh yeah, I was like, "This is so." But I did like his little song, Pennywise's little song. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what I mean. Like, I just. Oh, I well. What also about that song? I really liked you know the background characters like they're all swaying with him the color palette changes to yeah and it it really enriched me into the scene and i'm like okay i can go with this now and then him going back to you know the arcade to get his his token his literal token token and you know where he's exploring that the oh he's like gay and and then it turns out like he's Bower's cousin or something blah 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 but no i really liked how each character actually had it was a more well defined fear, I would say, and and I definitely liked, I I definitely liked that like that explanation a little bit more. Um, I also kind of like, I mean, I thought, I mean, so Bowers knowing he was absolutely nothing in the in this movie, I actually kind of liked him in this, but I also accepted like he is no one else. Well, I I I like I said in the prediction, I was like I'm not gonna like how he just I, he's just gonna wake up fine, and I'm like I don't like that. But I'm like, whatever. The story needs them. So I'll just I'm not gonna be that mad about it. I, I still don't like it, but I did like the visual of like, um and I thought the transitions between adults and the kids were really interesting and well done. So I thought the visual of the sweeping and the clearing of the sewers and all like the corpses and the, the rotting corpses and the blood in the water, and then he just appears. I did kind of like that visual because Michete really does know how to Place his camera, and I just thought that was a really interesting angle of him just like you know emerging from the what, water. Actually, which so since we're on that really quickly, I do want to say, muschetti I really do like what he, like how inventive he was with some of those shots in the movie. But I think the things that stood out to me were like, yeah, like that scene, but also uh, when the puzzle pieces like with Ben when he looked up, and then it was like it turned into like the puzzle pieces for like understand and it's like actually i like that whole motif of like them trying to put the pieces of the puzzle of their story together so i like that little and thing. their memories yeah but, like, that was really cool and then also that that one shot where adult eddie fades into uh kid eddie oh yeah that was awesome but like that and i felt like there were a lot of like cooler cinema like cinematography shots in this movie i was like oh you know what that's awesome like keep being inventive like that making this film a little more interesting too yeah no and and so uh, I also so I want to talk about also with the age so let's talk about the CGI real quick because I remember that was a la- that's a really big concern of mine going into the movie for the most part I thought it it worked I thought a lot of it was in the shadows it was it wasn't like in a spotlight it it worked for me for the most part I think a lot of the CGI did work and it oh, wasn't uncanny yeah. uh, the one thing I, like so the Adrian Mellon scene I was like okay this is like the next this is the next Georgie scene this is the opener of the movie. Uh, how is this going to look? Because I remember that the setup for Georgie was awesome until I saw CGI Pennywise. And it took me completely out of this the, the moment here. I thought it was actually really well done. Like, you know, the, the like they beat up Adrian Mellon, they throw him over the bridge and then we get the perspective of Pennywise. And I thought that really did work. And I thought that was a really good, like kind of opener of, okay, Pennywise is back because he's, you you just see the brief, you just see the outline, a blurry outline of Pennywise. And, but he's like super well-defined and clear. And he's like beckoning him over. And then he bites Adrian Mellon under the arm. And I actually, it, it was dark. I was like, okay, I could go with that. Like that was pretty scary. And then he's like, like half of his arm or his, his armpit is gone. And he's just like, you could see him chewing. And then all the balloons come out. Yeah. I was like, oh, this was actually like really good. That got me into the moment because it wasn't, this like cartoonishly comp or not I don't even say com- it was just, it wasn't this cartoonish rendition of just Pennywise is opening his mouth and then just ripping an arm off. Like this was I think pretty scary. Yeah. Because it was a good it was a good blend. Like I just wasn't seeing CGI on the screen. It was a good blend of everything. So um I also you know, and I thought most of the creature designs was cool. I really liked the throwback to the thing. Oh with, my god, that was awesome. With the spider. With Stan's head, I was like this is this is this is like why i came to see this movie this is why it's like a completely polar opposite movie it's like gross and like it it, it and it's also like it is verbatim like almost like that scene from the thing where it's like the things come out same angles and everything and even richie like it says like the quote the, the line from that scene like you gotta be fucking kidding me and you're like Oh my, like I love this I'm in love with this movie like with just with the callbacks and how like self-aware it is I also, and that whole scene was really cool too and cool looking so and I really liked that macheetti like pulls all his punches like it's like and no, I think, or or well he I think pull his punches well I think more in the like pulling your punches means you restrain yourself in terms of like you don't hold back oh, well like, yeah so, so that's what I meant like he like not holding back especially with the, the violence towards children so for so the two children that well, I knew that, so the girl in the trailer with the with the birthmark on her face, that I immediately knew, well, everyone, I think everyone knew she was going to die, but the way it's handled, because I'm like, okay, this is like the next Georgie scene. Like this is Pennywise seducing a child. And it which, worked. which was completely, which everything that the Georgie scene failed in, that was like weird about that scene was like completely done differently here and like actually executed And, and, well. and, and Because it's, it's great because... And oh man, and that girl was so adorable and cute. I was like, oh no. And even your girlfriend like heard me say, like, oh no, when when like the when the firebug is is like is like drawing her in and kind of like hypnotizing her, but like your girlfriend heard me say, oh no, I don't want to watch this little girl die. And um and then we go under the bleachers and Pennywise comes out and she says, No, you're scary. Like, I don't like you. And you're like, yeah. But then, and that adds the interesting dynamic of this kid isn't dumb, but then Pennywise, you know, turns on the charm and, and well, he, he uses, and uses her uh, he uses insecurity. The, yeah, he uses her insecurity, but also he just says, yeah, yeah, the insecurity of being bullied and having no friends. And Skarsgård plays it extremely well because in the Georgie scene, he's just weird. he's weird and creepy. And I think there's some childlike wonder in there, but then like like I always think of like the popcorn scene. was like, oh like popcorn, pop, pop, pop. And like Georgie's laughing, he's like, uh, uh and then he just starts growling. And you're like, what the fuck? Like anyone would in be this, like see in ya. this scene, you're like empathetic with them. And you're like you could see like how a kid who's like being bullied by his, like, he's like, I hey, can take that off for you. Like, let's do it together. And she's like, What? Like yeah, and I'm like, Oh man, like he actually is like a pretty empathetic character. Yeah, it's actually that like that predator that 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 Pennywise should represent, not just Oh, I'm like I don't know. Like it didn't like it. The Georgie scene didn't really work for me because he was just being so fucking weird. And I think Mushetti and Skarsgård were trying to establish this is a different Pennywise, but it but in doing that, it didn't make sense in the context of like why would any kid Well, it worked like, here? So they they established that and when it worked. Well, but yeah, except in right here, it actually was like oh wow, like you can see why this clown actually is. Or this this monster is actually seducing people. And then in the fun house, which I still think is a really great setup. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like how, but going into it, I was like, okay, how are we gonna rescue this kid? Yeah. And then we don't. Yeah. We get a shower of blood. Yeah, and I was like, gets, holy shit. Yeah, kid gets massacred. And I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, like things like shit's real. Like he's he's like he's going for it. And so, uh, I really did like, so the CGI, but then like all those scenes, Pennywise turned into a CGI like monster, but none of it bothered me. And then what do what do you think about the, the ending form of Pennywise? It was like the giant spider or when they killed him? Both. The spider was fine. I was like, you gotta, you kind of gotta do something like that. It didn't, it looked fine. Um... I did like Pennywise's death though, but we I think that we can we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Cause I did like in that moment though, when they're like having their own each character's having their own like little cathartic moment. I really like that execution. Well, so let's talk about I wanna really focus on the um the ritual because ch- I feel like we're kind of we so we really liked all the characters. we really liked the narrative change. I'll, one thing real quick, I also really did like all the cameos too, oh, yeah, because those they were really small, like okay, so we have I don't remember the actor, but the original actor Ben Hanscom was in the Ben Hanscom introduction scene. He was the the corporate yeah uh, like salesman with with Ben Hanscom, which I thought was awesome. Stephen King makes I thought it was like a needful things reference. Uh, when Bill's buying silver then, and then we have Andy Muschietti just in the background. Yeah. Mr. Keene's place. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I'm missing one, but those are the three that I can remember like right off the bat. Yeah. And I'm sure there's others that I just missed. Um, so, um, yeah, so I just, so I really liked those background details and it's, it's, it's just like, I just feel like Muschietti is really, this is the film he wants to make and you can just kind of tell from each detail included and so yeah let's talk about the ritual of chud real quick so the ritual of chud is essentially the the rich or this this uh this way that in the book this is how they're able to f- defeat the cosmic entity of it because it's not just a physical beat down like in the last yeah movie. like this boiled like this super fit this superficial simple oh like let's just keep let's just let's just keep hitting pennywise until he like let's give him his lumps and but here this is why i really like the ending because it's way more there's way more to it going on yeah well it's weird too what was his door was that where his so like i understood so i was right too i think remember when he went down in the first movie he's like fear and then he like sunk down i think at the bottom of that is where his door is because remember when they were like oh there's his door but like they, they look up i guess i think that was it either way well but- the door I always, if I remember correctly, it took the shape of, like, it was like a simplified fear. So for George, or not for George, for um for Bill, it represented the boat, like the like the like the SS Georgie boat. And I think for Bev, it was a key or something. Like I don't know. It was like door. What? Yeah, the image on the door. It like that symbol it took a different form for every person oh i didn't know that i thought it was just the same symbol but no i well i'm almost positive it took the form of something else but but um and i i did i did like how it just goes into the bowels of dairy even more as opposed to just like because i think in the book it's like this little like comical like leprechaun door yeah but I think here I, it 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 goes more because you're going into like literal, the literal bowels and life force of dairy, so I did I did like that, but but the ritual. Ch- what do you have something to say outside of the door before? Well, we... once they're in, I did like how like dairy is like actually a part. Like the monster is dairy because like if you notice that it's like besides the fact that when the deadlights came down, it looked like a vagina, but like. There was like the teeth were like in the walls and I was like, Oh, so it's like it and whatever it is. It's like literally a part of the town. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yeah. Like, I noticed that. And definitely like the, the, the phallic them images them as well, but yeah, it's well. And that's where I thought that this was going to be more because I thought this was going to be more like when they go into it, they were going to be like standing in a trance outside. Cause I'm like, okay, that's like, that's a little like a bit interesting visual. And I think it's kind of telling, but I, they, it wasn't the case um but you know you yeah, know he's embedded into the life force of dairy which is explored more in the book like when it actually dies like the town is like gets fucked up yeah it like literally starts to like destabilize and fall apart because yeah. because it is dying it's the central it's pretty much one of the central life forces of dairy and then that life force is gone and this town like just gets fucked up it like it like sinkholes start to form yeah. and like and like structural build like a lot of people die like one dude i remember in the book like just a side detail he was like running and he gets decapitated by like a tree or something well also, did you i kind of forgot actually my girlfriend made this point she's like they actually completely dropped the whole fact that like people like remember like in the first one so for example and when they're cutting up ben's stomach and like the people just drive by and don't even care or, like, they see it, but they don't. They kind of drop that whole angle that, like, people, like, are aware of what's going on, but, like, don't, like, they're I under think, the spell. I think they dropped that because there's a lot going on in the movie. Yeah, no, I'm they, saying that they, they did drop that, so. Yeah, and but it's not, like, I don't know. I don't know if they, like, completely ignored it, but I just think, I just think, like, maybe the, the lack of uh, action by the town could still imply. But, yeah, it definitely wasn't as explored. I mean, it weirdly really wasn't that explored in the first one either. Outside, no, it of... was mentioned. But anyway, but so we get down into there, and we and we perform this. I actually kind of like the whole like turn turn the light into dark. You have to burn your totems, even which I thought was interesting because the totems of you know of Ben, who never really left his totem, he always had it with him. That's just about and, their love story, though. Yeah, yeah, but I I still really like that whole that whole concept, but then. And then, you know, the, the dead lights come down and then Pennywise is like, oh, Mike, you uh... I also really like the idea of Mike kind of lying about it, it almost he he's like seems almost like he, well, he is the madman of the group, which Pennywise calls him. And he's like driven mad with the idea of like just defeating Pennywise. And then he essentially lies to the group about like the ending of the ritual and that the like these Native Americans, it failed. Obviously, because Pennywise is still there. Why they didn't really necessarily make that because I made that conclusion immediately. I was like, oh, well, this is the ritual like and it had the Native Americans going down and trying to get rid of it. I'm like, well, why is Pennywise still around if they did this? You know what I mean? So I was questioning it, but no one else did. And and. I really, I just just kind of assumed that you're like, oh, of course they failed. Pennywise is still fucking alive. Like, yeah, but then no one was like, but they're like, Mike, you fucking lied to us. But they're like, like, you lied to us again. And I was like, when was the first time? I think the lie was he because they forgot he they forgot why he called them. And I think that's what they were implying, which I thought was kind of stupid. I'd be like, you made a note. You have to come back. It's not lying to them. And I thought that was weird. Like I said, Mike kind of becomes the unofficial leader of the group outside of Bill because Bill is never like okay well we made the he kind of does towards the end but like when they remember bill like yeah i'm ready to get the fuck out of dodge too which is i mean that's fine because they're adults and they changed but i don't know i didn't really see bill as the leader i didn't really see any leader in the group i just thought that well, they're together like even though bill was always kind of the leader even in the books but like yeah they're together now they're just gonna do it so but yeah so then pennywise comes out it's like Oh, the ritual didn't work, and then he turns into the sh- into the spider, which I like. I said I thought it, it worked was fine, but then I think the, the this is when we get into the ritual of Chud. Like it kind of inadvertently starts without them realizing it. Yeah. So Bill jumps into the water, and he has got to swim into like his his I guess trial or his vision, yeah. and then Bill and Beverly get their own vision, which I thought was cool. I re- he- I really love Bev Bev and, uh, and ben. Ben's like moment like i love that part but well i guess like well bills was fine it was he's sitting in the thing well bills is more the actual like releasing that it's it's not his fault even though they already did that i know but i i I, you needed to give him something to do and he still has that guilt so i'm like you already resolved this but whatever let's just do it again um i like that that was fine it seemed like it was more it wasn't more about letting go georgie it was more about the self forgiveness that it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I think I think they no, said the first one. No, too. I thought the last film was more about letting go of Georgie but not really letting go of the guilt oh, that okay. he like the survivor's guilt that he's accumulated. So that's where I thought they were going more although they did it in a, a very I mean they did it in a callback like very similar way but which would have made very little sense if they if they if you didn't see the first movie with the with the with the uh, cattle gun, but uh yeah, I really liked Ben and Bev's separation and it just and like you and them coming yeah them coming together through you know the power of love, but it worked, I thought it really worked um and but and and I think it's heavily implied through all of these interactions that these are what it's what's weakening it, yeah and and I think even towards the end, they, they do even say, like, oh, who, who's the character that's up there? like, oh, he's extremely weak. We have to... Because they come to that... that Oh, it was, it was Eddie, I think. Where he's like, oh, he's extremely weak right now. Oh, yeah, because he, 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 he um choked the leper. Yeah. And, like, killed it. And he's just like, he's extremely weak, so, like, this is how you do it. But, yeah, so the ritual of Chud, like I said in the beginning... And it's more cerebral and... Just more rich in, in 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 what it adds to the narrative because it's it's definitely more surreal. I would say this is where I think the whole like book reader, like knowledge, really helps me out. Well, I mean, I I feel like we're above average movie going fans, and and so and I really like and I really dig surrealist filmmaking, and I definitely think that this is not straightforward in what it's trying to say, but because it's so it's not abstract, but you it's not. It's not, I think a lot of people might be confused by this. And it's definitely not mainstream. And this is where I think it's starting... This is like a mature, a more mature film... Like, Muschietti is trying to tackle a more mature and abstract um, like visual telling this. So, But yeah, no, I really did enjoy, like I've been saying over and over, the that interaction with Ben and Beverly, and then them going back and forth to her, like, in the in the stall and then him in his clubhouse and the like, kind of the basis of their, like hit her insecurity of being bullied in there and, you know, being called slut and all the, the, like the rumors written on the wall. And then Ben, like, this is uh like kind of the basis of his architectural achievement. Like he, he built this. And I just think it's like so foundational for both of them. And then that they're there and they kind of break those walls and pull each other out of it. Yeah. I really did like that. The, the Eddie and Richie scene, Little, it was little, funny. It was, funny. It. it was just, I just thought again. I thought it was weird being in, being interjected between these two very serious scenes. I just felt like they needed something to do because it ultimately goes absolutely nowhere. But because these two actors are, well, at least Bill Hader's a, um, a, 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 a comedic actor. I thought they both really made it work. I think if that was like Finn Wolfhard and, oh, that been awful. like, it would not have worked. But like I really did like the oh he's fucking with us we gotta go we gotta go to the very scary door and then it's you know it's the reverse of the te- like it's now Betty Ripton's legs which I was like okay whatever and then we get the, the the puppy which was which I knew that it wasn't just a puppy but I thought that was funny it's like oh like you little shit like. I know, I know what you are. I know your and game. He's like, oh, that's really cute. And he's like, oh, actually, it is really cute. You're a good dog, and then it turned into this like demonic, like kind of like it looked like a like something from Beetlejuice, and yeah, I'm like next time let's just go down the fucking regular scary door. Like it, the humor worked. I just thought it was a little weird being in between these two very serious, like cathartic emotional scenes. Yeah. But it still worked because the a- I was going with the actors, and uh, and I don't know. I think the really the. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I think the one of the scariest visuals, which it might not even be that scary, is when Richie is yeah, putting the deadlights. Dead Cause I think it's just so abrupt. Yeah, it was great. I was like, oh Because he's like, he's like, what? Well, something like, oh he was like mother and then midway through his, you know, his He just goes limp. He just goes limp and his eyes turn white. And I was like, oh shit. Like, oh, shit. And then, you know, he sees the deadlights, which I didn't which really they never, go anywhere. Which they never brought up again. Because Bev had all these visions of, you know, her... Because she had seen the deadlights, but then... Which they were just... They just use that as a means to set the stakes, but... Like, we... It's like, oh, why can't they just leave? One of those side things that I... Just going back to, like, Beverly seeing the deadlights, I really did like how in the beginning of the film, when... Everyone's like, oh, what do I look like when I'm grown up? And, and she just looks at Stan like, oh, you look the same, but taller. Yeah, Like kind of like she knows, but she or she she has the inkling of, OK, like he's yeah. not going to be there. Um, anyway, that was just a side thing that I just remembered. But I, I also really liked Eddie's. He was genuinely afraid the whole time. And, like, there's a scene where he's, like, paralyzed with fear. And Bill goes up to him and says, like, what the fuck, Eddie? Like, he could have killed him. And he's, like, I'm sorry, Bill. I was just afraid. Yeah. And, like, the whole time he's he's still that kid of being, like, paralyzed with fear. And then he has that moment, like, oh, I believe. And, and he's, like, uh, and he just throws the spear. And he, like, really damages Pennywise. Which is good because Eddie in the novel actually does... Deal substantial blows to Pennywise, and he's actually like pretty critical in like defeating him, and uh, and then you know he dies. he's like he's like holy shit! I did it! I think I killed him, and then he dies. Yeah, well, he gets stabbed, and then and then and that it's still really that set that scene was still really emotional when they come back and after they defeated Pennywise and. And uh Richie's character's like, oh, we we, we got him, man, we got him and he's just like sitting there motionless and then they have to leave him there. Yeah. Like that was really well done. And Bill Hader, I think, is is a really underrated dramatic actor. I know oh, I know I think he's that's starting to be more and more realized, especially with his HBO show Barry. But I think he's definitely a very he can be a very comedic actor, but he also can be very dramatic as well. Yeah. Well, what did you think about not even with Bill Hader, but like, okay, so like with the death of Pennywise. I really liked it. So I knew I too, actually. I knew well, what was the Reddit comment that you said that I um, thought was really funny? So what I found on the on the ask on the movie discussion site, it was people over at R Roast Me would obliterate Pennywise in seconds, and then the next comment is Five head having short bus, Ronald McDonald looking ass. How's the rent where my shit goes in the morning? <laughs> and then it's like Pennywise screeching in I to I still laugh at that. But well, like, no, but what did you say about... Um, oh, wait. Like how they bullied their bully to death? Yeah, exactly. I think that's just a funny perspective. Yeah, they bullied their bully to death. Because that's essentially what they do. Like, you're a fucking clown. You're you're nobody. And Pennywise <laughs> like, no, I'm the eater of worlds. Like, no, no, no. And then they're like, nope, you're a clown. But it works because Pennywise is weakened. Yeah, and they're it's like, all about like the perception. Yeah. And I really did like the, um, his final form, like him just literally shrinking, and then him so like, like, it's like, his, like most, he's like a goo- he's thing. like a primordial goo at yeah. that point, like his, like he is no form, and he is like at that point, like kind of like. Like, empathy, you're kind of like empathetic. Like, oh, shit. Like, well, again, yeah, I mean, well, then you're like, oh, but he's Pennywise. Like, no, not really. Well, I really li- and then it's like, oh, you're just a monster with like a still beating heart. And they just like slowly pull the heart. And even Pennywise is like trying to pull their hand back. Yeah. But what's the, what's the final quote that he said that you well, he's, like really Yeah, which liked? I re- actually really like the final, like, Pennywise' last words where he's kind of like, you're all grown up and then he dies. And I'm like, I actually really like that where he's like, in his last moment, it's kind of like, he did like when he says, like, oh, how I, how I missed you all these years and stuff. It's like, almost like, like, yeah, it was like sincere. It's like, oh, look at you now. You're all grown up. And like, you finally did it, you know, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was like an endearing quote. It was kind (laughs) of just like a, I don't know. It was like this, I don't even know how to describe it, but I did like that as like his last I took it more as like a, like a fuck you. Like I I took it as Pennywise's last, like, all right, like, I don't know. Like, no, I thought it was more of like a, this we've been doing this dance for a while, now look where we're at, you know, and you finally did it. Like two enemies are just, like, you know what I mean, like two enemies come yeah, together. Yeah, kind of like that mutual, Like a mutual respect between enemies and. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, like a mutual respect kind of, where it's like, wow, you killed me. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I didn't think anyone could do this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, whoa, you actually killed me, like, kind of props like to you. hats off. Yeah, like, and, I've been doing this for millions of years, and you fucking killed me. Yeah. you you, you got – you kids have grown up, you know? Yeah. So – but no, I really did like that. I, I was reading, and that was, like – I did go into the movie, like, on those um, – in the Instagram, like, fan, fan pages, and there's, like, spoiler talk. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. So I just clicked. I read the first few the comments, and one of them was like, I don't know how I feel about Mini Pennywise. And Mini Pennywise is not the best description of that because I thought it was going to – like – so the, the whole setup is, oh, we have to get him through the door, and he's going to be, like, our size. And I was like, wait, am I going to get, like, a doll size Pennywise right now or something? But no, I actually really liked how he turns from this, like, huge, towering, uh, like, figure into this, it's just, like, literally like a child. Or, like, just like this, like a soup. He turns literally into a goo with no form. Yeah. And I really did like that, like, the ending of that as well. And then, you know, everything just crumbles around them because Pennywise is finally like, – I thought it was a little – I thought there should have been a little bit more destruction Yeah. than just like the house falling down and like even the – I just thought it was funny like you get the over – like the the helicopter like view and, and like of the house being demolished and like everything else is fine around there. I'm like eh, for someone like with Pennywise literally embedded into the bowels of Dairy. I feel like there should have been a little bit more destruction but – you know, then that ends, and then they all go their separate ways. And now, let's talk about the ongoing joke of Bill, quote-unquote, Stephen King, not being able to finish a novel. The whole movie, like the beginning of the movie, we were introduced on a Warner Brothers lot, which oh, I yeah. thought Andy Muschietti should have been the director. It was Peter Bogdanovich, though. By the way, so the whole joke is that Bill's writing, like his book novels suck, and like he can't, he can't end a novel, and... You know that obviously paralleling the joke with Stephen King not being able to end any of his novels like uh, conclusively or satisfactory like in a satisfactory manner to the fans, and uh, and so which actually I think the book the ending it was Stephen King was the other one that the, the cameo that I I think I forgot to mention. No, you mentioned it. Oh, did I? Either yeah. way, okay. No, I I actually, it's funny that they, like, mentioned, like, how you can't write a stick the landing on the endings. I thought the ending to It was pretty good, and everybody likes to shit on the Dark Tower, and I thought the ending to that was pretty good. I just think the ending of It, it just, it kind of feels like a Lord of the Rings, where there's just, like, so many endings, and you're like, when does this, well, in the book, it's like, when does the movie end? Also, it is a little bit of, like, a, a, a downer of a note, because once... In the book, once Pennywise is defeated, everyone just starts forgetting everything again. Yeah. But, and this is where I think the ending of this movie is pretty schmaltzy. Oh, yeah. And, but it still, it still, like, works, for especially for the theme of of the Lucky Seven together. Because in the whole book, it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're the best friends, we stick together, but then, like, once they leave Derry, especially when it... I, like, they all start forgetting. They start, like, rapidly forgetting. Yeah, because at one point in the book... Ben and or Bill and Mike, since Mike stayed in Derry, they're still talking to each other, and they're like, "Wait a minute, what was Eddie's last name?" Yeah, and and then I think even Mike starts forgetting what Ben's name was and Beverly's name, like what they for what they looked like, like a, like weeks after. Yeah, and you're like, okay, like I like I understand what you're getting at, but I didn't still, really like that, but but. And then we end with the infamous Bill and Audra on Silver, and Audra wakes up from yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really glad that, like, that didn't happen. And But, so, the ending of this movie is that Stan, who ends up killing himself, which I think was very... I don't know, at first I was like, oh, there's, like, no focus on him killing himself. So we were kind of wrong in, like, this depiction of suicide by him. Wait, but how how do we say it was? I thought it was going to be more kind of like the miniseries, where it was, like, very, like dramatic and shocking well oh yeah, but stan yeah, yeah. also isn't the last person to be introduced so he's like the second to last person so he then he kills himself i just thought that was weird that he wasn't like the last one who was, it was called just, it was just weird with the letters because it's like he wrote so he wrote them in the letters of like so his idea was like i'm too afraid so without that unity you're going to fail so i'm just going to kill myself to, like so you don't have to worry about it was it was this weird like oh i'm making a selfless decision and it's like oh so and it, it's just weird cuz we cut to him writing like oh so like if like i wonder how it goes well if you're reading this you'll you know how yeah. it goes and he just like he's like oh see and it's like really like upbeat or not upbeat but it's just like hopeful but and i'm like, like you fucking killed yourself it <laughs> was it was weird cuz i'm just like okay well how so you just sent them, and like, if they read them, then they obviously survived. But like, I just didn't understand where it's like I'm too afraid, so I can't do this. Well, that was the whole point of Stan killing himself was not because he's like, oh, I have but, to do the lo- next but, logical thing. Well, I have yeah. to kill myself because I don't want to face this. That doesn't make any sense. And like, and the whole idea why Stan's stuff was so like jarring was because like it was just like a thing of like heated like passion where like he was just caught, like everything just kind of came back to him so quickly. But, like, I didn't understand where it's, like, it was, yeah, it was, like, so hopeful. I'm doing the next logical thing. I'm going to kill myself because I'm so afraid. And you're, like, he's, like, oh, he's, like, I love you all. I've never forgotten. I'm, like, what? The fuck? And you're, like, but everybody was scared. Like, Eddie was terrified. But, like, he didn't kill himself. Like, I don't understand how being afraid, like, you have to, like, erase yourself off the board. I was, like, I feel like that was the one angle where I'm, like. As it was happening, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on here? Yeah. You know? And then we just end with the whole, like, "All oh, losers stick together. I'm like, but you didn't stick together. Yeah, you <laughs> killed yourself. Like, but, but they make it as, like, oh, the suicide was a selfless act to, to help them. And, like, that like, he didn't, is weird. Yeah, I was like, what? He didn't do anything. You like, know? he literally just killed himself because he was always afraid. And he was – I don't want to say he was a coward, but, like – Which it doesn't make sense in the – because even in the first movie, like, he didn't want to be there – it, they he was just like terrified he was like he was like he wanted to he was like mind. condemning his friend when he got attacked he's like you you all let me die like you you're not my friends like in the middle of the sewer he's yeah. like you're not my friend like it just doesn't go now he's like oh i'm like this logical person who's like oh i love you guys so much i'm gonna off myself and like, like to help you like no 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 what like that whole that did that whole just that just if there's one thing in the whole movie that I didn't like, it was that. I was like, like, especially that. I was like, it's such a weird note to end on. And it's, on. like, hopeful, and, like, the music is swelling, and, like, Ben and Beverly together. Ben's crying, or uh, Bill's crying as he reads it. Mike is finally leaving, um, leaving Derry, and you're like, have It should have just been Mike's voiceover saying that. Because it's him, like, it should have been him writing in his notebook that, like, that whole inspirational thing, like... I don't understand why Stan. I understand why they do it for Stan because it's like, oh, make him a character more and like make it be more hopeful. Like, oh, he killed himself, but it's not as sad as you think. I'm like, but it doesn't make any sense. And it's not even like throughout the first movie or even this movie, the flashbacks, it's like the next. They did it more in the miniseries. Like, the, the next logical thing is this or like this, like if. Like, yeah, the next logical step progression is this. Like, this can't be empirically possible. I think they kind of get that in the book. I remember it's more specifically in the miniseries. But that, like, this character of Stan was not the logistical, like, this can't be happening, I don't believe it character. So it's yeah. weird that he's just like, oh, yeah, like, I off myself. I just, I took myself off the piece. Of, I took myself off the board so you can, you guys can be successful. Yeah, I'm so like, fucking he weird. they turn this, like, really selfish suicide into a courageous sacrifice but i don't know that was just really odd i think so again changing the but it makes the movie happy i guess and i'm not necessarily like dinging the movie for having this like hopeful ending and i definitely did like how they all remembered each other like why are we forgetting like last month oh i like that okay yeah yeah so, d- 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 yeah, like, the movie's not perfect, like, especially that ending, but I think that this movie is a huge improvement on the last oh, one. yeah. I'm there's just you know way more, there. like, I guess I can get into my closing thoughts. There's just so much more depth to this movie, and they just explore a lot more, and uh, definitely Muschietti is a lot more restrained in his filmmaking. I mean, there's still those one-off jokes that I didn't really like, but... He you def I like I said throughout this, this is definitely the movie that he wanted to make. I just feel like part one was a because obviously he was he wasn't the first director to bring on. Yeah. Like it was Carrie Fukunaja who was supposed to be on this, who was supposed to be the first director, and then this was in I mean the script was in like no one would pick up the script and then Stranger Things came out and they're like, okay, we had to green light like, this thing right away, and then they and brought on Andy and and right That that Stranger Things. And they wave. and they definitely rode that Stranger Things way, but then I think this is Muschietti saying, no, I, you know, I can make a competent film that will make a shit ton amount of money. It's my turn to make make the movie, not to say like the studio like. They definitely get. You could tell they gave him more freedom. I just felt like the last movie was so much more brighter and well, no, and, and lighter well, well, and like it was more, was more like it was our horror, but like more our kid friendly horror. If that makes sense. Like yeah, it was they, very they did, superficial. Like they pulled their punches in that movie, and they didn't here. Yeah, it whereas this I just felt like it was a lot more darker, grittier. Like I get, I just felt like. Something felt different about the film, and I mean that in like the best way possible. Yeah, like it just felt like more mature. Whereas the last movie, even re watching it, I was like, I just feel like this movie is made for kids. kids. Yeah, like and it's an R rated, like whole kids, kids horror movie. Yeah, where and whereas this one is like, okay, this is like the adults now, like this is it's the characters are adults, and so like this is meant for the adults. So I'm very and and yeah, there was some like genuine, like genuinely like frightening, tense imagery in it, and just it was so tense, and I really enjoyed that more. It's definitely it felt like it was more of a mature filmmaker. Not to say Machete isn't a mature filmmaker, but I just felt like everything out like it just flowed a lot more. And and this is this is the movie that. I wanted last time and I'm yeah. super glad that I got it. Yeah, So, so what about your closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna echo like the things that you said and also like just from what I started with. It's like, they pulled a 180 on this movie in terms of like, it is like everything that I had a problem with the first one, it pretty much directly addressed and fixed them. Um, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. for the most part. Like, yeah, there's still issues with this and pacing or whatever have you or the humor it doesn't work all the time or just like some scenes I think just flat out could have been cut but like, i think generally though this movie is such a huge improvement and like I, I i the whole time i was just like having a blast with it and like the hype for this one is so was actually like founded and i'm not like i remember after we saw the first one we were like discussing like that movie kind of sucked and this one i'm like wow that was awesome yeah and so now this definitely comes into i think that there's it definitely felt like an hour of the movie was missing. And this movie was not was original like four hours long. Hmm. And then the studio was like, no, we can't release like a three and a half, four hour Ooh, film. Been, wow, and so a lot did of like, it... Do you know what got cut? No, I don't know what got cut. I just know that the original runtime was like four hours long. Oh God, and I would have awesome. enjoyed that a lot more. So I'm hoping a, a director's cut is released. I think I heard two things. One... Muschete wants to cut both films together. Yeah. And then two, I think he wants to release a director's cut of the four hour film. Because I think if you re- if you release an hour-long cut or an hour longer cut, so a four-hour film of it, like an extended release or director's cut, this could be this could be a standalone film. It isn't yeah. it isn't it it could just be it ends or it whatever. Like it doesn't need to be chapter two. Like it could be a standalone film because the first chapter does not do anything it does not influence this film other than setting up like oh there's kids and there's a clown that's in dairy main yeah like, and it's been there for a little while i would say probably collectively like 30 minutes of that first movie influenced this just in terms of setup yeah and so i uh yeah so but but so i think those two things are gonna happen i i know andy Muschietti is listening so i hope he can <laughs> i hope he continues with that but uh no, i really enjoyed this film. So I guess we can get into our, our recommendations. So last time I said that I think this movie I predicted the movie was gonna be a B minus. It was way above that. This is like a B plus, A minus, probably an A minus movie for me. So like and So I'm gonna give this It Chapter Two an eight point five out of ten. I highly recommend this movie. Like I but you also have to go in with a little bit more of an open mind and knowing that this is not going to be like the last part. Yeah. But I think this is just more of an enriching experience than the first part. I think this is like good horror. Oh, definitely. And and like this makes me more excited for Mushetti's next film. Like last time I was like, okay, Mushetti is a is a is a details man and he's a really good like cinematographer and he knows what he wants from his from his his visuals, but this was more like, okay, he can actually adapt something really well and he and and even the the additions and and the rewrites that he had i'm like okay with the exception of a few but with most of the rewrites and the omissions i thought they were really well done and so this makes me like more excited for machete's next film yeah so hopefully it's an original horror film like i mean mama was okay but it definitely was more like a grudge-esque type film but uh, I'm. I think it, it. chapter two was just as a testament to him as a filmmaker. Yeah, I'm gonna chalk up it chapter one's failures to it just being stuck in just like development hell, and it really wasn't Machete's like script. Like he took it off from a pre existing script and like made something out of it. I feel like this one. I don't know if he just wrote it himself, But you know what I mean. Like I feel like it was just his product. Like this is entirely his 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 end product and i and i think that's why it's better because it's actually like consistently just like better writing and better storytelling from what he wanted to tell and i would say i would give this a b plus so that would be like an eight out of ten for me yeah so yeah highly recommend this film i think people should see it in there because just of all the nuances of like of his references of his filmmaking uh it is long i definitely think that this is one of those movies that you kind of need to invest some time into it like you can't just like walk into it and be like oh yeah like i'm just gonna watch this movie but i think that's any like any movie that's well over two and a half hours you need to kind of invest some time but also i think it it doesn't it doesn't condescend the audience either like it it treats the audience with respect i think yeah no i totally agree with you and yeah, I just think every... Like, I just keep saying again and again, there's so many areas where this improved dramatically, so I'm really happy to hear about and see it. And I think, finally, outside of... I mean, obviously, there are adaptations that are really well done by Stephen King, like, most notably, Green Mile, Shawshank. I think mostly the Green Mile is one of the best adaptations, but I think It Chapter 2 is a really, really strong adaptation of It. Like, being, like, a, a very... Big book fan and going to the last film as a purist, I think that this this definitely has my seal of approval. Especially if I want to come from like a book perspective or just you know an it fan perspective, I think that this is a really good adaptation of the film. And so, and I think it's up there with like with with the set with the with the set that, or not the set design, just like the amount the budget and the and the care details that went into this film. This is this is easily one of the best not the best but one of the best adaptations of Stephen King's work. Yeah. So definitely. and I and I think that's that's exactly what Muschietti wanted to go for and I think in this film that is extremely evident. So do yeah. you have anything more else to say? Nope, that's it. Okay, awesome. Well, that concludes this episode of Amateur All Tours. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on All Tours Pod, or uh, f- follow us on Twitter at All Tours Pod, or you can email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know how you guys uh, approach the film, and so just let us know, and we really definitely want that interaction. And stay tuned. In the next few days, uh, we're going to release an episode with. Uh, like I've been saying, and if you've been following us on Twitter, you've been seeing the interactions, uh, and hyping up a little bit with uh, Jay Skipworth from film trip pod. And I think and he's going to be releasing an episode as well. So yeah, that's definitely, he said it best. It's the weekend of it. So yeah, stay tuned guys and we'll see you next time.